Hey fans, welcome to today's episode of Calling All Fans. Thank y'all so much for joining us today. Ah, we're excited to bring you another episode. So look, 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 look. If you're not ready, you better get ready and get your game face on. Cause the show's about to start. Hello fans, what is going on? Yeah, I got my boy Cody here what up, what up, with what up? me. Yes, and we are your host for the Calling All Fans podcast. Pew, yeah. pew, pew, Calling pew, pew. All fans. All fans. Not just some of them. Nice. So so me and Cody, Cody and I, I guess is correct grammar. We uh we decided to do this podcast. For me, I asked. I think I asked you first. Or did you ask me? I think I asked you. Um, man, it's been so long ago that we first talked about this that I don't actually remember. <laughs> it's okay. I think for my, for me, I decided to to do this because I was watching a lot of sports, and I was like, well, I either need to do something with my time uh, towards all of this, all of these sports, or I need to um, give it up. And stop watching and spending so much time. So I was like, I don't want to give up my sports. I don't want to stop watching sports and stop paying attention to sports shows and all this stuff. So I'm going to do something with it. So that was my my thought process in uh, starting this podcast. What what made you want to start? Uh, what made you agree with me on this, Cody? Yeah. So um, that was at a time where I was in a similar season of life where um, based on my current job, I was watching a lot of sports and debating a lot of stuff um, with a lot of people. And so you being one of the main ones that I debated and had conversations with. um, And I've always been a sports fan and I've always been the guy that like checked stats and knew the trade rumors and all that stuff. Um, But I never even thought about really doing a podcast. And then I thought, well, our friend group talks about it so much anyways. So right. uh, I don't remember who brought up the idea first, but when it was presented, it was like, well, this is a no brainer. I already do this. So why not do it, you know, in, in a way that we can put it out to the world and they can hear our opinions, whether they're controversial opinions, hot takes, whatever it is. They other people can hear it and they can join in on the conversation and say, hey, this thing you said was really bad or no, I totally agree. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. And it just seemed like fun, something to do that would be really fun with, with my boy. So um, it was really a no brainer. Yeah. And we we're just regular old fans like I was never close to playing professional anything. And you were you were closer than I am. You played college football and baseball Mm -hmm. but we are i would say we are real fans of the game like we enjoy watching it you know we it's just it's just some we i like that's why i think we call it calling all fans because we are fans think about us as you know when you go to the barbershop or the hair salon and you're talking about sports or you at a family's house and you know one of your cousins have on a, the opposing <laughs> team's jersey or something, yeah. and you're just talking like this is this is the fans, and we're gonna bring you some some real facts, you know that you know we're gonna bring you numbers and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, we're just two fans talking about 
the sports that we that we love really enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So for anybody that's listening, just think of me and Anthony as if you just invited us into your home to watch the game with you on any given day, and we're yeah. just we're just on the couch, and we're the three of us are talking. Okay. Don't think of this as me and Anthony have some kind of profound knowledge or insider information. Um, no, we are, we are just like you listening. We, we love the game. Um, but may, we just weren't gifted enough, <laughs> uh, physically to, to make it to that, that top level. So now we just get to watch and marvel at these guys and critique them as we sit on the couch, watching them on TV. Yep. James Harden, <laughs> why do you keep traveling? <laughs> Hot take okay, number see, one. Why can't you... Okay, see, why can't you score more than 80 points? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, uh, no. And knowing good and well, like, even if people left me wide open, uh, I probably couldn't do it. Actually, I, I, I got a nice shot. I got a nice enough shot. I can hit some couple. I can yeah, hit a couple yeah, threes. Yeah, yeah. Hit a couple jumpers. Yeah. In the NBA, if somebody left me wide I could, open, I could keep them in honest. an empty gym. We could keep them honest, you know. <laughs> I could hit a couple threes at practice for sure. Oh, 100 100 percent. No, but yeah, what we what we hope for this podcast is for you to come to us. Listen, like you said, we're we're on the couch with you watching the game and just having a good time. Like we want people to come and have a good time yep. listening to this podcast. We hope to. Um, have this go for a while and just we want to enjoy it but we want all of the fans to enjoy it we don't want to call y'all to something um that isn't enjoyable so yeah that's what we hope for this and we hope to bring you some great information some great perspectives and yeah we hope that you'll enjoy listening to our uh opinions our our opinions yeah Yeah. (laughs) And, and i think i think more than that um Yes, we want you to come have a good time. We're going to talk primarily about sports, but me and Anthony are, are real people and me and him are our best friends and we are we differ we differ on a lot of things, right? And so we will have yeah. real conversations about more than just sports, about what's going on in the world um, and those kinds of things. It won't be so much that it turns into a super, you know, this is not a political podcast by any stretch. This is a sports podcast. Nope. But me and Anthony will talk about real events that are going on and, and how that's impacted him and how it's impacted me. And we'll have those real uncomfortable conversations that people want to have, but maybe they don't know how to have. Um, because me and Anthony are friends and we know how to have those conversations with one another because we've done it before. Um, so y'all will get a little bit of that mixed in there, but it will primarily 98% be about sports. I think those numbers good, check out, Good, right? good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety-eight yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, ninety-eight percent. <laughs> so let's transition uh, to a topic. Let's transition to the topic. Okay. We're gonna let's talk about the current NBA playoff. Mm. Okay, okay. Picture right now. Let's do it. Okay. How are you feeling about the Mavericks right now? Uh, I the Mavericks. Let me tell you something about the Mavericks. I didn't think. They were going to be able to compete with the Clippers. I thought they were going to get gentlemen swept, like however you, however that phrase goes. I thought they were going to win one and then lose the rest. But uh, now I'm watching them, and I guess that four months off did them good, man, because they putting the ball in the bucket 
and at a high clip. And it, it looks like the Clippers struggle with keeping up when Porzingis and Doncic is playing the game mm-hmm. together. When one of them is out, the Clippers have a – they can focus on one. Even though Doncic gave them 42 the other night and hit the game winner in overtime, um, I, 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 feel, I feel good about where we're going. The, the bad part about this is, like, Chris Stapps is injury-prone. So my, my thought process is, like, win now, man, win now. But then, I, you know, he's been out the past couple of games and don't know if he's going to be available for game, uh, game six. So it may be bye-bye Mavericks for this year, but hopefully everybody can stay healthy and we can keep the pieces around them because it, it, it's honestly making me feel like the 2011 Mavericks, except we have two stars instead of just dirt. Yeah. Uh, th- this year, this we have Chris Stapps who can fill it up on a high clip. Doncic who can fill it up on a high clip. KP plays defense, so that's good. Um, he's not the you know he's not the most shiftiest defender, but he can alter your shot at the rim, you know. Uh, so, which is really good. We have some nice young pieces that are that are really that that are that contribute. So they're either going to contribute or they're tradable yeah. to where we can get some other plays people that can contribute more to our style. Which I think Rick Carlisle has done a good job of getting everybody to play a certain style of basketball that I like to see. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should trade Seth Curry. If they put him on a trading block, I will be furious. Um, even more so than Tim Hardaway Jr. I really like Tim Hardaway Jr., but I think Seth Curry has a a purer shot than yes. Tim. Uh, I think we should keep Tim. I think Tim plays – he has a good shot, and he plays defense. Um, so those are, those are the things that I'm really liking. I like those those guys like Dwight Powell, Max Kleber, um, um, oh, Finney Smith. Um, those guys, I really like how they're playing and what they're yeah. doing. And, uh, yeah, so I feel good about the team. The only thing that scares me are the injuries. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm on the same page with you as far as the Mavericks. They shocked me. So, um, for the fans, for the listeners, if you couldn't tell, our friend Anthony uh, is a Mavericks fan. Um, I am a Mavericks fan. He does fan. love the Mavericks. Um, and so... Anytime I ask him about the Mavericks, I know I'm going to get very thorough um, and realistic. I think that's the most important thing. A very thorough. Yes, I'm a realistic Mavericks yes, fan. Very realistic take. He's not like, oh, we're the greatest team in the league. When in reality, no. they're, a good, they're a really good team. Um, they are. I really do think they present matchup difficulties oh, yeah. to where they could beat anybody. Yes. They also could lose to anybody. Yeah. So, so that's, the thing. that's why I, I ask them about the Mavericks. I know I'm going to get realistic take. Um, so, yeah, but I'm on the same page with you. They shocked me. I didn't think that they would come out against the Clippers the way that they have. Um, mm-hmm. So let me, let me say, I don't know if that was me doubting the Mavericks or overestimating the Clippers. Um, yeah, the Clippers look human, which I'm surprised yes. about. Mostly Paul George. Um, so so they, the Clippers have no P-Bev. Um, they have no Patrick Beverly right now. And so that hurts them defensively. Offensively, you're not missing much with him. Um, but right, Paul right, George, right. in the first, what was it, the first like 
three, four games combined for like 30 points. And then in, in game five, he went off for, you know, 35 or whatever it was. And so it's like he has not played great at all. Um, and so I think that was the biggest shocker was that the Mavs came out blazing and Paul George just came out flat on both sides of the mm-hmm. ball. He wasn't even playing great defense, which is what he's known for, but he he just was flat. He he looked very uninspired. Yeah. Um, and and he mentioned that he was going through some things mentally mm-hmm. uh and emotionally. And so he, you know, started talking to a uh to um psychologist and things like that um and so which i'm grateful so like two things it's twofold i'm grateful that he's doing good because you never want anybody to go through those yeah. hard dark seasons but at the same time it kind of sucks because it looked like he got his game back <laughs> <laughs> like if he could have just waited until after this series that would have been perfect <laughs> like i'm grateful that he's doing better as a person yeah. um but i'm also just feel bad because I mean, if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard is filling it up for, uh, if they're if they're combining for seventy plus points, we have no shot. Yeah. Uh, which, well, I won't say we don't have no shot because Doncic and Kristaps can fill it up for seventy plus points too on the same night. So it's just the other pieces. Um, but you know, I I think I think game game six tomorrow is going to be very very mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Who? So who you got? Who you like? If Kristaps is playing, game on the line. I'm I'm picking my Mavericks. Okay. Um, I think they can push it to a game seven. And I think the Clips ultimately win it uh, in the game seven. Uh, but if Kristaps don't play, I think it's a wrap. Uh, I think it's gonna be a wrap by like 15 points probably. Because okay. um, what'll happen is they'll get down big. And then, you know, they may take Luca out, um, depending on how his ankle is doing. Uh, you know, he's the future. Him and Chris Stapps are the future. So, but uh, yeah, I, I I say if both of them are playing, I say we take that one. Game six, it's on the line, and then game seven, I think we go home. Uh, I think we'll take game game six by uh, I I say probably by by seven. Okay. And then, you know, game seven, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. I'm not mad at that pick. Um, I, I'm i with you on the Chris Stapps. If Chris Stapps plays, it's a different game. Um, I don't – even if he plays, though, I don't know what percentage he would be at. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm a little hesitant to take the Mavs uh, because I don't I also don't know what percentage Luka's at. Although Luka did give them a 40-piece on a on – a, on, on a, a tender bone. ankle. So <laughs> – and he's yeah. had an extra three days to, you know, get get medical and get those kinds of things. And so is Chris Stapps. So um, I'm st- I'm gonna take the Clippers because they have Kawhi. If they didn't have Kawhi, I would take the Mavs. But I'm gonna take the Clippers because I think Kawhi understands, like, hey, sense of urgency. We need to get this series ended now because when I look at the other two series, they those two series look like they could could go somewhere and if we can get that extra little bit of rest that'll give us extra time for pbev to come back yeah and so i think there will be a sense of urgency for the clippers um to end it game six i think if it goes seven i'm the opposite of you if it goes to seven i'm i'm taking the Mavs 
Because then I think the Mavs you think they, have it psychologically. They have the advantage. Maybe. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did see Kawhi beat, you know, Philly game seven off a teardrop shot that bounced on the rims for for uh six times. Yes. So I think I think I think uh Kawhi has been there, done that, and since he's the leader, I'm that's why I'm taking him in game that's seven. Fair. Just a mental thing. Luca's first playoff series. I think it's Chris Dapp's first playoff mm-hmm. series. Um, you know, everybody's super young. The only the only person I think that's been in the playoffs there it's is JJ Berea and uh, I think Seth Curry. Uh, that's like actually getting minutes. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. What do you think about, um, I think this Blazers-Lakers series is over. It is tied at halftime right now, but I don't think they're going. I'm surprised they scored this much Yeah, uh, without Dame Leonard, but I think the series was over with Dame, and especially without him, it's over. Like I, Yeah, um, I agree. I think it's over tonight. Um, if, mm-hmm. if Dame was there, I never like to bet against him because I've just I've seen him do crazy things. Yeah, you know, I mean, think what was it four four years ago, something like that? He sent the Rockets home on a on an incredible three pointer. Last year, he sent the Thunder home on a ridiculous shot. For anyone else in the league not named Damian Lillard or Steph Curry, that's a bad shot. But mm, he takes mm-hmm. it confidently, and the Blazers coaches just like, oh well, that's Dame being Dame, no big deal. So, and splashed, yeah, it on and too, hit man. it, and then waved at him. That was, I was like, man, that's disrespectful. Um, but yeah, so if Dame was there, I, I actually would feel a lot better about saying, I think it'll go to a game six. But no, Dame, CJ McCollum can't keep up the pace that he's at. I don't think the Blazers. Um, I was listening to it a while ago. They said that coming into the game, they had nine players active and then Hassan Whiteside got hurt. So they have eight players total. Eight players is not going to beat LeBron James, a LeBron James led team. It's just not, I'm sorry. Like it's, it's not realistically possible. So um, for those reasons and the fact that the Lakers still have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, um, I, I think I agree with you. I think it's over tonight. Yeah, I think so too. What about this uh Thunder Rockets? Man, okay. This is where I got to shout out my boy AT. Um because here's the thing. I didn't think the Thunder had a chance. I called for the sweep and I was wrong. Chris Paul has a microphone in my house. I'm trying to I tell said you, man. That. And or he's like a a ghost member in that group text and CP3 was like, "Uh, no, they're not getting brooms out." So, that being said, I want so badly to pick the Thunder to force a game seven. I want so bad. But I think their cap is two games in this series. So I think it's over um, in the mm-hmm. next game. I think the Rockets will end it as, yeah, cut and dry. I think the Rockets end it. I think their cap was two games, too. I will say this. if they, I would feel more confident if they hadn't lost so badly today. And I know that sounds weird. You're like, oh, a team loses, you know, badly. Shouldn't that mean that they're outmatched? I don't think so. I think I was watching most of that game, and the Thunder just they just couldn't put the ball in the bucket. So I think they're gonna they're they're gonna turn that around. 
And it's going to be a lot closer game, uh, game six. Because of that, I am feeling like I should pick the Thunder. But I, man, I don't know. I, I guess I got to pick. And so I, man, I, here's what I think. I think the Thunder as a whole are going to have a good game. It's gonna, they're going to have like six players in double digits. The problem is I think James Harden is going to go off of 50. And uh, his the role players are gonna do just enough. I think, um, I think PJ Tucker, who got ejected today, they kept calling it a headbutt. When you bring your head to somebody else's head, um, to like talk to them, it's not a headbutt. But that's a different battle for a different day. Um, I think James Harden is gonna go off for fifty in Game Six. And uh, and the rest of his team is gonna do just enough. Like I think Russell's gonna struggle. Yeah. You know, second game back, I think he's gonna struggle on a on a minutes restriction. Uh, but I think um, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, Daniel House, uh, Jeff Green, Ben McLemore, I think they're gonna do just enough. Because when I say the Thunder are gonna be gonna have six players in double figures, that normally means Chris Paul has like twenty five, Gallinari has like twenty three. Schroeder's gonna have like twenty five. Shaggins Alexander's gonna have seventeen. You know those things. Like it, nobody's gonna be above thirty, yeah. which is so they're gonna be filling it up as a team. But I think with the with 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 James Harden having fifty, and with Eric Gordon, he probably gonna have like twenty five. And I think the rest of the team is gonna fill it just enough. And I think they I think the Rockets get like a five. Point victory because of foul late game fouling and free throws. Okay. I like that. I like that. I can I can go with that. Um, and then what is the what is the Jazz and Nuggets series right now? Is it still three two? It's still three two. And bro, let me tell you, I wanted to go to seven because I don't want it to end. Yes, but I don't think the Nuggets are gonna push it to seven. Ooh. I think the Jazz are gonna beat them tomorrow. Because uh, that man Donovan Mitchell looks like he is on a mission. He's, he's uh, built uh, different, bro. He looks like he's straight. He's like D Wade's spawn. That's what he reminds yes. me. He just reminds me of D Wade, and he does it in similar fashion. Yes. Like it's not just he's not just a three point shooter. He's dunking on people. He's picking his spots at the elbow. He's hitting three pointers, getting to the free throw. Like he's doing yep. it all on the offensive end. Yep. I mm. so I'm with you. I want it to go to seven because this is what I want. This would be the greatest finish to a series I think we've ever seen. Um ever. I'm gonna say ever. If we got Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell go just going at each other, just trading buckets down the stretch in a game seven. And both of them dropping, you know, like 50 points each and just back and forth. And we're just seeing two of, of in my opinion, two of the what I'm calling next generation guards. I think those two are top five next generation guards. I say top five instead of top three because top three doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room. If I say top five, I can move them as I as I want to. Um, Bro, they 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 are some of the best guards in the game. Yes. Like they, they're some of the best upcoming guards in the yes. game. Like you you people watch people talk about De'Aaron Fox and Devin Booker, and those guys are really good. But These two though, 
Jamal Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell play the way you want them to play, and I think they're going to uh, be really good for a long time. Because uh, even if they're having an off night, it's not just let me jack up another three and hope it goes. Yeah, in. they know how to get to the rim. They know how to play within the flow. They know how to get others involved. It's they are really good. Yeah. They, <laughs> so yeah. Um. Yeah. That's they're two of my top five up and coming guards. Um, you mentioned two my two other two of my other ones, and then Luca um, is, is, Luke, is Luca. probably Luca's number one firmly sitting at the number one spot. Like, it's unshakable for me right there. He's number one. You know, if Luca could hit the three at a better clip, like, he shoots, like, 33%, I think, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, if he could boost that to 37%, bruh. He's unstoppable. Uh, it's be, not fair. Yes. It's not fair. So, I guess he has to be – yeah, he has to be human because that only makes it he fair. Has to be human some, somewhere <laughs> on the court, he has to be human, you know. Bro, here's 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 the thing. We're gonna get right back into this. But is it crazy for me to think, like on a test, we have to score seventy or above, or we fail? Mm-hmm. Why in the world is it okay for people to be like be a thirty percent three point shooter? Like I'm saying, like you could hit. You could hit six out of ten on three point, even even five out of ten. You can. Why are people not fifty percent from the three like that? And I know some nights you have off nights, but I feel like people saying forty percent is good just gives people a license to fire it whenever because they're like, oh, I just need to hit four out of ten of these. Yeah. So, so this is how I think about it. So, um, three point field goal percentage, right? is a part, it, it plays into their overall field goal percentage. So when you think about a test, right, right, right. So think about like a science test or a math test. There are different types of problems, right? And then so, but mm-hmm. those types of problems make up a percentage of the test, but then they go to your overall percentage, right? So let's say it's like long division, right? Uh, is a certain, there's not, it's not all long division, but some of it is long division. And I get, I get 30% of those long division questions right, but I, I still am shooting, you know, I still make an 80 on the test. Well, I'm still successful overall. Long mm-hmm. division is my weak spot, but I'm still successful overall. So I think that's why people get a, give them a pass mm-hmm. when they shoot like that. It's because it's like, okay, you shoot, you know, Luca shoots 33% from, the, from three-point line, but what's he shoot from the field overall? You know, he's, mm. you know, he's, okay. he's, you know, he's well above, I think, um, if I remember, I looked at the numbers before, he's above 60%, which no, is not 70, so it's not a C, but in college, that's a D, <laughs> you know, so it's like, nah. as long as it's not a major, you're good, man. Um, so it's like, that plays into that bigger percentage, and that's why people are more likely to give them a pass. But you see Steph, Steph doesn't get that pass. If Steph comes out and shoots 30%, people are like, man, he's trash. Because Steph has spoiled us. We see Steph come out and shoot 45%, 50% from deep, and we're like, wow, this man's the greatest shooter of all time. Let Steph Curry come out next season and post a clip of 30, 30%. We're mad. We're like, Steph, what, what were you doing in the offseason, man? You weren't even in the playoffs this year, so you can't even blame fatigue. What happened? You know? So I just think. I, that's how I think about it. I guess that makes sense. I just am like, why do we encourage this? <laughs> this is 
stop shooting, man. <laughs> yeah, because I yeah. think I just think I think if we it is not thought process. I'm like James Harden. Hear me out. <laughs> you can make five out of ten of these, and I'm not saying that they're trying to miss, but I do think if they if they're if your whole team is going to be um, created to make threes. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't just say, hey, we're going to shoot a high clip of these and we're going to make enough to win the game. It's like, no. Hey, if we can't shoot 50% or more, then we're just not going to be a three-point shooting team. That's fair. And and people are like, well, oh, nobody shoots 50%. I think it's because nobody tries to make people shoot 50%. They're like, oh. 37%, 37%, he's a pretty good three-point shooter. He's a really good three-point shooter. Yeah, but I bet you he could be better. Anyway, oh, that's just so And nice. I agree with you, because I'm like, I'm like, yeah, no one shoots 50%, but it's also because they're not taking... If, we, if we're being realistic, the percentage of three-pointers that are actually good shots is very, right. very low. Like, not a whole lot. So think like a P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker's not taking someone off the dribble, hitting a step back. He's a spot-up Shooter, Clay Thompson, catch and shoot guy, right? They take PJ Tucker takes good three point shots. He does. He's always yep. open. That is another pet peeve. But most people, but I will not go into that. <laughs> most people aren't taking shots like that. They're dancing and shooting a contested three. And it's like if we force, if we said offensively, if we said, hey, we are going to work the ball to get a PJ Tucker type three point shot, that would force people to defend better. And I think we would see people run off the three-point line a lot more. And as a defensive, I'm like, you want to take a stupid shot? Take a stupid shot. I'm not going to foul you and reward you for taking a bad shot. Exactly. You know, so, anyway, I'm off the soapbox as well. That, All right. Moment. I'm getting off. All right. Heat versus Bucks. The Bucks just won today. What you got? <sighs> oh, I guess we got to pick the Nuggets and the Jazz. Did we pick the Nuggets and yeah, the Jazz? Yeah, I think we both said Jazz. <laughs> Okay, bet. So Bucks and uh Bucks and Heat. The Bucks won today. The they beat the Magic, which the Magic always made it a they game. Did. Uh, they made the Bucks struggle a little. They bit. did. Man. Okay, so this is where I struggle because I am a Heat fan. Um mm, and so mm-hmm. I try to be like you and give realistic takes. The problem is in this series, everyone's gonna think I'm being super unrealistic, but I actually like the Heat in this series. Bro, I think the Heat's gonna beat him. Like we have, because we have, so the Heat, we have Jimmy Butler who can score at all three levels. He doesn't shoot the three ball mm-hmm. very. This year he didn't shoot it very well. He shot twenty eight percent from three this year in the regular season. He shot way better in the bubble, but during the regular season he was twenty eight percent three point shooter. Not good by any stretch. But he also stopped shooting threes in the bubble. Really, I think game three against the Pacers. Or game two against the Pacers was when he attempted his first three-pointer in the bubble, like overall, not just playoffs, like in the bubble. And and so he hasn't really been shooting threes. He's changed his game. He's worked more mid-range to attacking the rim um, and drawing fouls, which has been huge. You know why? Because they have a team full of three-point exactly. shooters. Exactly. Okay. So that was point number two. We have these these little, these young rookies um, in, in Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson Duncan Robinson won the three-point contest this year as a rookie. Um, Tyler Hero, I think, was like two or three votes away from being in the three-point contest. Um, We have another rookie that won the dunk contest. So Mm. it was controversial, whatever. My boy D-Wade is a homer. It's fine, bro. 
It's fine, bro. He <laughs> voted for the for the hometown guy, man. It's okay. Look, we're not gonna get into that right now. Um, so we have we have three point shooters, and then I think the biggest thing that the Heat have going for them against the Bucks, we got Bam. We got Bam out of bio. Bam out of bio. And he Bam is not afraid to sit in there and bang with Giannis. And that is Giannis's Achilles heel, is a big man that's not afraid to step in front of him and bang a little bit. Um, and I got a good rookie point guard called, his name is Kendrick Nunn. Here's the thing. I really think the what happened to the Orlando Magic is they, they, they are a, a group of ragtag players put together. And they're just not a great cohesive team. Uh, but they are, they're going to play hard. And what happened was they got one and they started to believe and they made DJ Augustine look like the next coming of Chris Paul, bro. Like he was balling out. They, Vujicic looks like the next coming of Dirk Nowinski. Like, you know, like is you know, they were killing the game. And I'm like, yo, this team is giving the Bucks a run for their money. The heat is going to obliterate the Bucks. That's what it makes it feel yeah, like. It does because the Heat are battle tested because Jimmy Butler has been in playoff games against LeBron James, yep. where they're pushing LeBron James to the brink. He's he's he he was in Philly when he pushed Kawhi to the the brink. Like Jimmy Butler is battle tested, and Bam out of Bayou has just taken on that persona. The whole Heat team has taken on that persona, and then you got Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. That just don't care. They're going to <laughs> shoot the ball. Duncan Robinson three point percentage. It's forty three percent, forty four percent. If you round up, forty four percent. That's crazy. And I know it's not the fifty percent, but he's the closest <laughs> to my fifty percent <laughs> that I want. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Duncan Robinson. And and then guess what they did? They said, you know what? This team is good, but we could be better. They went and got Iggy. And Jay Crowder, exactly. two other veterans that are battle tested, bro. I think the Bucks are in trouble, bro. And you know who we're not mentioning right now because he's a silent assassin, Goran Dragic. Like, bro, bro he eating right now in the bubble playoffs, it's been bro. Beautiful. The he made the Pacers look like children. It's beautiful. It's been incredible. And okay, and this this is this is why more than me just being a Heat fan. This is why I'm actually taking the Heat to win this series. Now, I do think it will go at least six. At least six. I'm, I will not be surprised if it goes seven, but I think it goes at least six. Um, but the reason I'm taking the Heat more than just being a fan is because the whole team has adopted Jimmy Butler's attitude. So mm-hmm. think about what's that dude's name, uh, Warren, on the Pacers. Him and Jimmy Butler Bro. had some beef earlier in the year, and Jimmy Butler straight came out and said, if I was his coach, I wouldn't put him on me because he can't guard me. Right. He did say that. What? Jimmy, you, and at the time, I was like, Jimmy, shut up because it's going to come back to bite you. But then I saw him in this series, and he scored the most point. Like When he scored his most efficiently and his highest was when Warren was the, defend, the primary defender on him. Yeah. And I was like, I was <laughs> – I wasn't necessarily rooting against the Heat, but I TJ Warren seems like a nice guy, yeah. and so I was rooting for him to at least go off for fifty. 
uh, one of those playoffs because he he had a game where he went off. He was like averaging like thirty something points in the. Oh middle. yeah. So he he I was like, come on, TJ, go off for fifty, man, and just you know y'all ain't got to win. Y'all just show him that you something. Now he did. He did. I think he. I would say in that series, uh, TJ Warren averaged. I would say like twenty two points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't so the thirty. So yeah, so Jimmy wasn't on TJ Warren to start games. He was on like Oladipo or um, Brogdon, one of those guys. So TJ Warren comes out going off and then Spolster's like hey Jimmy go get your friend over there and Jimmy's like that got it <laughs> and just goes and <laughs> down it's like oh oh this okay that's Jimmy Butler so Brogdon had two points going into the halftime Warren had 15 okay Jimmy came out Warren scored you know like six points in the second half total and Brogdon finished with 24 <laughs> so you know it's like okay yep I'm with yeah, you, brother. I got the Heat in, um, in at least six. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I got the Heat too because I think, um, yeah, the Bucks just struggled way too much for me against the uh, the the Magic, the Orlando Magic, Fair. and it, it's just like y'all are y'all look way too human right now, and y'all are about to go against a Heat squad that don't give a really? yeah, care they don't care at all. Yeah, like they don't. They gonna they gonna bust you for they gonna they gonna bust you for fifty. Uh, they don't care what your name is, so you better like they'll beat you by fifty, Giannis. Um, and they're gonna wall you off from that paint, yep. you know. Which, which people, people, okay, this is I'm gonna stop getting on these soapboxes. But people are like, Giannis has to shoot threes. Giannis has to. Sh-. No, he don't. Look, why can't Giannis just pull up on the elbow, top of the key, and and hit jumpers? That way. People have to come come guard him, and he's in the paint. Give him a dribble, one step, he's in the paint. So just pull him out of the paint where they're not sacking on you, bro. You don't have to be a prolific three-point shooter. You just got to be able to hit a jump shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, hit a jumper by the elbow and make them respect you. And, like, if they won't ever let you get layups, you just keep hitting those free throws. Bang. Bang, right by the right by the elbow. You just not that's what I'm saying. Like run a play for Giannis where he where he rolls off the pick right at the top of the key, turns around, bang around. Stop trying to make him a three point. Everybody doesn't have to be Bro. a three point shooter. It's it's cause the mid range game is dead. So when I think about it, okay, there's been one superstar that I can think two three superstars since like nineteen, I'm gonna say ninety five that have been fighting to keep the mid range game alive. And it's like they've passed the torch to one another. So it was it was Tim Duncan for a good stretch, right? The old Tim. Right? He's hitting the glass. You're like, whatever, dude. Get out of here, man. And then in, in 03, it was D-Wade. Because D-Wade didn't come in the league as a three-point shooter. D-Wade was a slasher who could hit the mid-range. So he's hitting it. And now it's Kawhi. If you look at Kawhi, Kawhi can score at all Bro, three levels. But the bulk of his he... points are mid-range jumpers. Mid-range, and I don't understand why people are like, oh, especially the Rockets, oh, you should just shoot three-pointers or layups or free throws. Yep. Mid-range doesn't make sense. No, it's two points. It does okay. make sense. And then, no, I'm not no, getting do it. So I said I was done. I, I said I I'm was I'm going to hop done. up there for one second. The mid-range jump shot outside of a layup is the highest percentage field goal 
So free throws are not field goals. Those are something different. Highest percentage field goal shot. Like the, the, it has the highest success rate outside of dunks and layups of any shot on the court. But no one wants to take them except for Kawhi Leonard. Bro, and he eats people yeah. live. And you know what he averages? Let me see real quick. Because I was going to make something up. But I was like, I guess I shouldn't He say. averages a lot. I think he's averaging like close to 28, 28, 30 maybe. He's averaging close to 30, I'm pretty sure. Oh, this is over his career. Now I need, I need, I was going to say 18. That's a lie. That, that, that's <laughs> yeah, no, wrong. That's definitely not right. Yeah, 27.1 wow. points per game. Shooting mid-range jumpers. Yeah. Mid-range jumpers. That's what I'm saying. That's what people get on my nerves with this. Anyway, I digress. Um, so I think I think the Heat are gonna beat the Bucks, but I will say this: I think whoever comes out of the Celtics Raptors series is going to the Oh, uh, yeah. I think whoever comes out of this Celtics Raptors series, I think it's gonna be a dog fight. I think it's gonna go seven, and I think whoever comes out of that alive oh. will will not be able to be touched by anybody in the East and uh, hurt me. Yeah, hurt I'm me. sorry. Hurt me, hurt me. So, okay. The only way that I'm okay with that is if it's the Celtics. Because I, I really, right now, I think the Lakers are coming out of the West. Okay. Right now. Now, I picked the Clippers earlier in the year, so I still want it to be the Clippers. But the Lakers are playing better basketball right now. I'm realistic. So the only way I'm cool with the winner of Celtics Raptors going to the finals is if it's the Celtics, because I want another chapter to that rivalry. That would be fun, actually. A superstar and and an old veteran superstar in LeBron James with a young with a young uh, Anthony Davis against the young budding stars in the Celtics. And I'm telling you, that series would go seven. Any So if the Lakers make it, I think any series that's going to be Celtics or Raptors against the Lakers are going to go seven. I think the finals are destined to go seven. Uh, yeah. Unless the Bucks make it, which I don't think the Bucks. are going to I think they're going to be bounced by the Heat, and then I think the Heat are going to get bounced. I'm going to say by the – my. it's okay. So my – I don't know which one it is. But I can make an argument for both. I don't know if it's my head or my heart, but I I can make an argument for the Celtics. They got more weapons. They're young. They're they're thoroughbred. They're just gonna kill you. Um, but the Raptors are veterans, savvy veterans. They're champions. They know what they want. They know what they're doing, and they're not gonna mess around. Yeah. So if the Celtics even have some type of weakness, some sort of weakness, they're gonna exploit it. And Pascal Siakam is gonna ball out. So I actually have no idea who's going to win. Yeah, this. me neither. Um, bold prediction. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. Here's the thing. So, again, I picked the Clippers at the beginning of the year. So I'm mm-hmm. going to – realistically, I, I, the Lakers are playing better basketball right now. So logically speaking, they will probably come out of the West. However, I'm going to stick with the Clippers. And because I'm sticking with the Clippers – I'm picking the Raptors to beat the Celtics. And then, unfortunately, I'm picking the Raptors to beat the Heat because I think it would be beautiful to see Kawhi versus old team. Oh, that'd be a nice story, you I know. think. Um, so, that's where I'm at. It, and it actually, I think any, I think that game would go seven, mm-hmm. too. I think Kawhi Leonard 
it's really good and uh will is gonna deliver, but I don't think he he's not on a super team. No. That's the crazy part. He has a really good team around him, um, but he's not like is Paul George, you know, he's an MVP caliber player. But he also could just not exactly. <laughs> he's so, the most comparable to Chris Middleton. Man, he's better than Chris. He, Middleton, he is, but, but like, I get, you know I get what saying? Like saying. Both yeah. of them, any given night, they could go off for fifty, or they could come out and shoot or one for forty. Two. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's hit or miss. But when they're on, yeah. they're, they're really scary. When they're off, I mean. When they're off, you wish you were playing against five of them, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm with you. Um, I think that that would be fun. Kawhi defending his title, the Raptors defending their title. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. But logically speaking, I think the Lakers will come out of the West. So logic, my logical side says I want Celtics Lakers. That's that would be fun. That would be fun. So as we have it now, it would be the Lakers against the Jazz and the Clippers against the Rockets. Um, and then we're saying it would be Lakers-Clips. Mm-hmm. And then we're saying Lakers go to the finals. Uh, and then on the flip side, it would be Bucks-Heat, Celtics-Raptors. Um, and we're saying Heat come out of the Bucks series. And then we really don't know who's <laughs> going to come out of Celtics and Raptors. Yes. But whoever comes out of that series, we believe, is going to go to the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Begrudgingly, yeah, I'm going into that. Begrudgingly. Because they'll have to be. Yeah, big, I know. But it's okay. Exactly. It's okay. But I I think the Heat are gritty and are battle-tested. I just think those other teams are, are a little bit better and are gritty as well. See, I think the Bucks, the Magic exposed the Bucks, man. And I no longer. Now, I could be 100% wrong. I just no longer believe in the Bucks. I'm with you. I don't. I'm with you. I, yeah. Okay. This is the last thing I'm gonna say, and then we'll move on to a new topic. Um, Giannis needs another star around him to draw attention. I don't mean it's Chris I Middleton. Also, he needs another superstar. So Giannis is the oh, Giannis superstar. is the only superstar in the league right now that I look at and I'm like, no, you literally need someone else. Like you have. Imagine CP3 being on that team. Oh, that'd be. You see crazy. what I'm saying? And I, I think Giannis mm-hmm. needs that. But I'm grateful that he doesn't have it this year because he's going to play the Heat. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder what star could you compare? Cage, uh, could you put with Giannis? Like, people have talked about him going to the Warriors if they don't win. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to see that. Like that. That sounds bogus. You know, uh, you know who I like? Oh, this is going to be such a controversial hot take. But I love it. I would love to see John Wall go to Milwaukee. Okay. Love okay. It. John Wall. I could see that. But it'd have to be a healthy John True. Wall. Man. Or, or Bradley Beal. And mm. I would like to see Bradley Beal uh, in Milwaukee. That would be fun. Um, someone who could handle the ball and get his own buckets yep. at a high clip. But I want CP3 off of OKC. So my... They need to trade him to, to the, the 76ers. To the That's what they need to, the to do. To the Bucks. To the Bucks. Because I'd love to I'd love to see that. I think I think CP3 and Giannis, a, a CP3 Giannis Bucks led team could beat anybody. 
literally anybody. Does does he get his ring with yes, Giannis? I actually think he does. Okay. I think he does. That'd be he gets it and rides off into the sunset. He's saying Carmelo Anthony over there too. Just get him all yes, one ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now wait a minute! Now you making the super team because if you put Lou Will on that team, bro, nah, he's coming off the bench. It's fine. He's coming, yeah. But he, I feel like people make him come off the bench so he could just rack up six men of the oh, year. Oh, hundred percent. Like <laughs> he is not a six. They do the same thing. That's like that's a, I feel like they're just cheating at this yeah, point. Sure. <laughs> anyway, all right, bro. What's on your mind, man? Tell me, tell me, tell right. me, tell what me, tell me. What is on my mind? Tell me what's on what's your on mind. What's on my mind is actually someone we just mentioned. What's on my mind is Carmelo okay. Anthony. I was thinking All about right. this during the Blazers Lakers about game. Is he a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer? Okay, to be completely honest, I did not know what first ballot Hall of Famer meant. Uh, and then I looked it up. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I, I think here's why I think. Did he not? Did he win a championship at Syracuse? He did. He won a national championship at Syracuse. Okay, so this is why I think he's a first ballot, ballot Hall of Famer. He's been to the Western Conference Finals. He's been a scoring champion. He's, uh, for the better part of his career, he was the main option uh, on both teams, whether it was in Denver or it was in um, New York. New York. The only thing he hasn't done is won an NBA championship. And because the, the, it's the, the, the Hall of Fame is a basketball Hall of Fame, it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. I've heard people say that before. Fame that means if you were a college, like college coaches are in the basketball hall yeah. of fame. It's not just NBA players. So I think because he got that champ that chip at uh at Syracuse and because he's been a he's been an awesome NBA player. He just has never got he got to the Western Conference Finals and that was as far as he yeah. got. And he's uh, always run into a great team, the Spurs. Yep. And then he went and got his money in New York. He could have joined D-Wade and LeBron, and that would have been the craziest thing. I think they would have – I think if he'd have joined D-Wade and LeBron, I, LeBron, I think they would have won four oh, straight. Oh, bro, we didn't, uh, the Heat would have so many championships. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think the only reason – the only thing that probably would have stood in their way is they would have played the Spurs, and the Spurs would have exposed them on defense because – Carmelo is a better offensive player, but Chris Posh is a way better defensive player and rebounder. So I think the Spurs, what they, what Chris Bosch did for the Heat to help them beat the Spurs, Chris Carmelo would have not been able to do that on the defensive end, and the Spurs would have exposed him. Uh, But I still think with that type of scoring and that uh, that camaraderie. With the banana boat crew, like it'd been crazy, but Carmelo wanted that money. Yeah, that's fair. But I think Carmelo is the first ballot Hall of Famer, and I think him playing with Portland, Portland, just like being willing to accept that lesser role, revitalizing his career, and he's a vital part of the of Portland. So I think him doing all of that, he's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Okay, I agree. Um for all of the reasons you said, but also there's one. He has 23 tonight. Like, so, okay. Here's why I agree, though. If I had to pick, if I had to pick one reason, so if I was building a case for him to be in a first, a first battle Hall of Famer, it would literally be he's the only person in the history of the league, right, 
only rookie in the history of the league to lead rookies in, I think he led in two major stats, scoring and rebounds per game, and not win rookie of the year. The only rookie to lead all rookies in scoring and not win rookie of the year. Well, that's because he came out the same year. Which is true. But I'm just like, I'm just like, bro. But so, so this is why I would build that case. And D Wade. Well, this is why I build that. Right? Yeah. So the same year as LeBron and D Wade. Um, yeah, it was. Oh, it was D Wade before. No, 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 they all came out. Okay. Okay. That's okay. how they all became friends. Um, the reason I would build my case on that is because Melo played in the West. He did. I would Man. say that would be my case. So the the. Yeah, he did play in the West. The hard part about that is that when LeBron James came out, um, he did have to go against, like, the Detroit Pistons and soon after the Boston Celtics and the Orlando Magic with Dwight Howard and things like that. But I I will say the West was probably – I would say it was still a lot better with – you oh, know. for sure. Uh, Steve Nash uh, was on the Suns, and Kobe was on, yeah. still on the Lakers. Um, you know, Dirk was in his prime. Uh, well, he was at the beginning mm-hmm. of his prime, I'll say that. Uh, the Spurs. And then you had the Spurs. Stride. Cool. Well, I think Carmelo's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to make it, and I think – it's 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 a I think it should I, if he's not a first hall, ballot Hall of Famer I think people will flip. flip I agree. Out. I agree. I just I, it was on my mind because when I think of other guys that got drafted that same year, Dwayne Wade, uh, Chris Bosh, uh, I believe CP3 got drafted that year. LeBron, like those are outside of Chris Bosh, which Chris Bosh will probably get into the Hall of Fame. Um, but I it's like so. of, if so. we're just looking at banana boat crew. D Wade, Melo, LeBron, CP3, all all three of the four are guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famers. Easy. And so it was like I think all of them are guaranteed first ballot Hall yeah, of Famers. Yeah, so but that was my thought was like, does Melo get in? Because I wasn't taking into account. Oh college. you know what I'm saying? You were oh, you were talking about CP three is a guaranteed. You were saying Melo was the only one that wasn't guaranteed in your brain. At yeah, the at the time that I was asking that question. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, no, I think the whole Banana Broke crew is uh, is guaranteed, man. Yeah, so Melo, first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm with it. I agree. I'm yeah. with it. First ballot. I like it. Alright, well, hey, thank you, Cody, for joining me on this week's episode of Calling All Fans. Um... Yeah, we had some good talks about the NBA. We got on a couple soapboxes, <laughs> but hey, I think the fans will appreciate it, and maybe they'll be able to to uh, write us or something and tell us about their soapboxes. But next episode, please join us where we'll be talking about the WNBA. Are all assists created equal? And we'll be talking a bunch of football. So thank you for joining us, Cody. You got any last words? No, just man, keep loving sports. Keep rooting for your teams. Um, and keep having completely biased opinions about who the greatest players of all time are. <laughs> <if they play laughs> for your team. There you go. All right. We love y'all.